This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live as we are broadcasting from Pizek, North Dakota, in Walsh County, northeastern North Dakota, in the Diocese of Fargo. Father James Gross with you, and Father Jason Leffer is with me as well. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that today happens to be the 84th birthday of our dear Holy Father, Pope Francis. And uh, one particularly stunning statistic to me is that this coming March, it will have been, uh, God willing, it will have been eight years since uh, he had been elected as the successor of St. Peter. So um, we were invited to pray for him and for his intentions, uniting them to our own. We are also called to uh, pray for uh, his predecessor, Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI. How many of us years ago would have dreamed that there would be a title for someone like that in the Church of Pope Emeritus? And yet, uh, from what we are hearing, he is uh, physically declining in strength, but uh, he is very much at peace. And what a great example he is for uh, the the church throughout the world in terms of uh, living out these final days with such dignity and grace until the the time that uh, our dear Lord should choose to call him home. So we pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, and Pope Benedict uh, in a special way today. We are also beginning these final days of Advent with some special antiphons that are used at the weekday masses. And we definitely make a turn from going, um, from looking at the eschatological aspect of Advent, thinking about the uh, return of Christ in glory at the end of time, to revisiting the infancy narratives, making ready uh, the place for Christ's birth. And uh, speaking of families, we have a, a special guest with us here for this segment. Christina Burrell is joining us. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. It is great to have you with us. And uh, as the crow flies, you're not too far away. You're uh, near the town of Crystal, correct? Right. Yeah, we're only about, um, I guess, maybe 30 miles from Pizik. Yeah, yeah. Christina, good morning. It's Father Leffer. Good morning, Father Leffer. It is so great to have you on this morning. So tell us a little bit about uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and 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 your family. If you can share about uh, your uh, uh, your your household, your your growing brood up there at Crystal. Sure. Yeah. We. Um, uh, well, I'm married to Isaac. We've been married 21 years, and uh, we have 12 children and one uh, due in March here. So we're expecting. congratulations. And thank you. Thank you. So we have. We have two adult children. Um, one is married and living in, in Watson. Uh, oh, for a minute, there. I thought you were talking about you and Isaac as the adult children. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose we always are uh, somebody's children. <laughs> Indeed. I, I, I don't, don't feel like I belong to the adult people yet. I still feel like the kids at the kids' table, which I pretty much am because there's more kids than adults at this point. So. <laughs> And who else do we have in, in, in the lineup in the family? Sure. Our oldest, uh, um, Simon, he's uh, living in Grand Forks. He's engaged to be married uh, this coming August. Good for um, him. Okay. And then uh, 
I don't know. Do you want me to list everybody? Or? Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. And if you could, <laughs> okay. could, could you do it like to the the song of uh, the sound of music? That'd be great. <laughs> not to put I'm you on the sure spot or anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I I can list them. Um, if you want years, I can't give you that, but I can probably give birthdays. <laughs> uh-huh. but, uh, do, you, do you remember all the birthdays? That's that's the important one there. <laughs> the dates, but not the years. They always get me. Um, uh-huh. I have to do math to figure out that one. <laughs> but uh, so next in the lineup, I guess, then is, is Grace. Uh, she's our senior, and she's uh, going to graduate this year and going to go to Mayville uh, College next year. Um, Killian is a sophomore. Um, he's, I guess he plays basketball. He enjoys that. Um, then we have Gwyneth, uh, who's a freshman this year. She's kind of our jokester. She likes to uh, tell jokes, dad jokes, usually. Um <laughs> And then uh, Greta is eighth grade. Um, she's a lot of fun. She's always um, always up for something fun. Uh, Finnegan is 11. Um, he's kind of impulsive and, and at the same time really thoughtful and sensitive. So uh, then we have Benedict, and he's nine, nine already. Um, he's kind of still kind of with the little kids. He's willing to play with the little kids, but he also likes to be with the the older kids, uh, and then Gianna is our second grader, and we kind of call her the little mom, and she's kind of the ringleader of our our little boys. Uh, we call mm. her uh, we call them Gianna and the ruffians. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's uh, Gianna, me, Iggy B, little Z, and Tiny E. So <laughs> they got their own rap group. The own rap. So then with our littles, it's Ignatius is in kindergarten, and Zadok is almost four, and Eli is two. So Wonderful. that's the lineup in the first in March. So. Now, I'm trying to recall. Um, I know that uh, I got to, uh, well, I've uh, had the pleasure of serving as a spiritual director on Search, where uh, one or two of your uh, children had been on a, a weekend retreat program in our diocese. But uh, we were on a uh, pilgrimage trip together not so long ago, weren't we? Right, right. We were in Poland together. Yes, for World Youth Day in in Kraków, uh, Poland. Yes, uh, in the summer of 2016. So, so Christina, I was going to... Now, so I've been around since you guys first met. And so I'd like to take you back, you know, the the Wapiton days when you you and Isaac were first dating and thinking about marriage and so forth. Did you have any idea whatsoever that this is how it would become? Was no. <laughs> so no. go go back 22 years ago. It's there. What were your thoughts like getting married? What were you thinking? I mean, just in your mind, like how many kids do you think you were going to have? Or I don't know that I ever really thought about how many we would have. I always liked kids. I just I never imagined myself having this many. I mean, I thought maybe four. I guess yep. is a is a pretty average number right <laughs> and, and you know, the so other thing I never would have guessed and, you know the other thing about it too is like i mean really i mean you guys you got you had some meager beginnings i remember your place in fargo where you were and with the new brood as they were coming and you know and, and it just anyway i i look at you and i'm just in awe of how beautiful your family is and how you and isaac have been so creative in in just the the, the life and not like not a, you guys it's like you don't even question it. You you just accept it, and it's like the more the merrier, and, and, and somehow there's always more than enough for everybody. Yeah, we. Um, I 
Yes, <laughs> it, it does. Um, I guess I maybe you're not on the inside of the dope question. Um, it always is kind of a surprise and kind of a, okay, another one. What does that mean? You know, uh, but it doesn't usually take us too long to kind of get to the other side of that. And, uh, and what I'm finding as they're getting older, our, our household is pretty fun. And as they're getting older now and moving out and starting their own families, I, I'm envisioning this like growing exponentially. Like there will, you know, we keep talking about, you know, our parents or how they're, you know, on their own or, you know, there aren't any kids around because my parents live in Watson, so it's a little further away. But, you know, I, I see it saying, I don't think our house will ever be empty. I mean, we either have our own kids or there's always going to be grandkids or it's just, it's never going to end. So. <laughs> You know, all I know is like whenever the Burrells are around, everybody loves it because I mean, this, and I think you and Isaac both set the tone, which is you just you've got a roll with it attitude. It just you you roll with it. You roll with the punches. You roll with okay. Here, this is here's lemons. We make lemonade, and we we even put <laughs> some ice in there, and we even give it a little pizzazz. And but well, you know, whenever you're around, it just fun happens. Life happens, and it's it's just a joy. You know, and, and I'm saying that knowing, of course, of the sacrifices and the sorrows and things behind the scenes too, or whatever. But I'm just, I'm just saying in general, it's. I think you're just, a, you're a testimony to God's blessing of life. I mean, and it's just, it's beautiful and it's fun. Yeah, I. Um, it, there's definitely struggles, but I, I'm seeing more of the fun and the joy in it. And you know, obviously, sometimes it's more difficult to see that, but <laughs> there is yeah. a lot of fun. Now, I was meaning to ask you earlier, uh, Christina, we uh, should mention uh, the St. Joseph figure in the family as well here. Talk a little bit about Isaac. What is, uh, what is the family business? Uh, what, is, what does he do for a living? Sure. He, um, he works at uh, American Crystal in, in Drayton. Uh, and before that, we were in the military. So we have had a few years um, being far away from home and uh, having some deployments. Um, so we've kind of just done a lot <laughs> and i suppose any family that when they look look back on the years that, that they've you know mm-hmm. been through a lot of changes can can you um give us an idea just education wise what how, how have you tackled that thing about how do you educate you know 13 children across the years and what kind of burdens and responsibilities go with that sure well um We've done a mixture of different things. They were in public school for a while. Uh, we did homeschooling for um, eight years, I think. Uh, they're back in the public school system right now. Um, so it's kind of a back and forth. And, of course, right now with the pandemic and all the different requirements of schools, it's been, you know, a challenge. But it's like any other family kind of making the decisions that work for your family, uh, education-wise. Um the other aspect of education, you know, is kind of the, the catechism or teaching the faith, um, which is something that I really enjoyed about the, the homeschooling part of it because it was taught every day. And I'm, I'm finding that uh, my younger kids, you know, because you, you kind of do the same thing over and over and then you don't do those things. Like with Advent, we spent a lot of years celebrating all the different saints during Advent. Um, but then that kind of, we didn't do that anymore. We went to something else. But now I'm finding that my younger kids aren't as, it's like we have to start over again because we haven't, they haven't had all of that because they weren't around during that time. So. Mm-hmm. so you're saying your family is so big you had to go across two generations. It kind of. It feels that way, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and so um, I, I would imagine now that a couple of the oldest ones are, uh, you know, out of the nest, um, 
there are a lot of lessons that they take with them. I think the you know, the older siblings in terms of helping out mom and, and caring for the kids. How do you think that uh, has sort of impacted their uh, experience growing up in your family, you know, because a lot of families with, uh, you know, an only child or, or two children don't have anything near that kind of dynamic. Sure. Um, I think that, um, I suppose with like chores or responsibilities throughout the house, I don't, um, hmm. they've all had their own chores and responsibilities and some take on more with the, with the younger kids just out of um, personality-wise, but that they just do better with, with the younger kids and, and prefer to do that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I always say, I think they my kids get along pretty well. I mean, you look at other families sometimes and they it seems like those certain kids always do not get along. And I, we definitely have some of that where they're bickering back and forth. But, you know, for the most part, I think they do get along. And maybe that's just because, you know, you're bugging me. I'll go talk to somebody else. Um, I don't <laughs> have, have to be around you, you all options. the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, indeed. Another analogy that we kind of like to use, especially mm-hmm. when they're getting irritated with each other, um, it's always like, well, this, you know, this is kind of you're preparing for life. You know, if this was your job, you couldn't just walk away and slam the door and say, well, I'm not going to talk to you anymore. You know, you, you have to work it out. So you know, figure out a way to work with this person. So, mm-hmm. Well, we're going to continue our conversation. We're going to step aside for a brief uh, break here, but we are visiting with Christina Burrell, a nearby mom from Crystal, as Father Leffer and Father Gross are joining you here from the J-Mart and Pizek. One more uh, brief segment coming up in our busy broadcast morning of Real Presence Live, and we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. 
From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you from Pisek, North Dakota. And we've been visiting with uh, a neighbor of ours in this area, Christina Burrell, and her growing family. Now, Christina, uh, as uh, we mentioned earlier before the break, you are, are with child during this time. And, and I'm assuming you're not having to ride a donkey as you're uh, <laughs> you know, running errands and shopping and things like that. So it may not be but as we much. Don't, uh, we don't want to take that option away from you if it's, if it's a legitimate option. <laughs> We've considered it, but... Ah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, the, there may not be the, the same kinds of hardships that uh, our Blessed Mother had as she was on her way to Bethlehem, but uh, we'd like to know, how has this experience of uh, this pregnancy uh, brought you closer to the Holy Family and particularly to our Blessed Mother during Advent? Sure. Well, I've been pregnant uh, during Advent a few times. Our oldest daughter was born, actually, on Christmas Eve. So um, <clears throat> I've experienced that before, and <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like um, maybe the one thing that I would take away from that is, you know, Mary was, um, she was with child before she was married, and kind of the scandal that that caused and the perception of her maybe, um, and sometimes that's, I can, I can relate to that in that, you know, I feel like I'm being looked at or being... Um, especially with having such a big family and then being pregnant again, um, you, you kind of get that same uh, feeling or stigma, I guess. And um, and again, I don't think that it's maybe what other people are thinking, but it's what I suppose you think in your own mind, and then that's how you perceive that others, you know, see you. So mm-hmm. that's kind of um, one could, way could that you I share with really... us both? Could you share with us both? The negative and the positive. Like what, you know, what's when somebody has a negative reaction, you know, what are they reacting to? And then also, contrary, when somebody comes up and, and sees your family and they rejoice with you, what, what, what do you experience there? Um, I guess when when somebody is excited, it's it's very refreshing <laughs> to to have that that reaction, uh, and also kind of. I don't know, it's kind of embarrassing, like it's, it's just to be drawn attention to it, I guess. Um, and it, when it's a negative, it's, it's not, I guess I wouldn't say that people are completely negative towards it. It's more of a, a surprise and maybe kind of a, how do you do that? Or why would you do that kind of, kind of reaction? And, and that's a little bit more difficult because you don't really know how to react. You don't want to, um, <laughs> you don't want to say what you want to say, maybe, right. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, because um, we, you know, it is the cult. We are in a culture of death, and and your your presence is speaking against that. And the culture of death does not appreciate what you're doing, and so it it wants to humiliate you. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. The um, you know, uh, Father Gross asked about you know like faith perspective, Advent, and the Blessed Mother. I, I was kind of curious because I I did know you when you're younger, and I know you now as you're more mature, and you know. Thinking about yourself personally, 
from a faith perspective, go back to like when you're 20 years old, not knowing what's in front of you. What, what has, what is this, this family and these children and your responsibilities? What, how, how has your faith grown in it? What, what, what has God revealed to you just through your experience of being the beautiful mother that you are? So I guess when I was younger, I would say that I had like a, maybe a blind faith. Like I would, maybe it was uh, more lip service kind of, um, we're, we're, you know, we're starting the family and we're just going to let the kids come as they come. And we're, we're, you know, that's, that's the way God wants it. And we're just going to do it like that. And I, I don't really know that we really, or I really uh, knew what that meant. Um, and I believe that now I'm a little bit more, I'm, I'm deeper in my faith in that, it's not just a, it's a, it's a, it's a thought process that goes through all of that. It's not just a, yep, this is what we're doing now and this is what's happening, but it's more of a, of a personal relationship, I guess. Um, and, 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 and how, how is it different? Like thought. thinking about what, like what your mother was trying to communicate to you and you were 17, 18, 19, 20. And now here you are as a mother communicating to your daughters who are 17, 18, 19, 20. What, 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 what do you see? What's the same? How is it different? Oh boy. Um, I guess, you know, still, hmm. Well, from that, it's more of a, I guess, per- practical things that I'm, I'm communicating. And I feel like my mom was, was practical. Like, you know, it was the how to save money and how to, how to be a, 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 a wife and how to do those types of things. And I don't know that it was, um, she wasn't. She didn't really talk about spirituality. I guess. I mean, not that she wasn't. We, it just wasn't a conversation um, that we had. So, um, difference would be I mean, maybe I'm maybe a little bit more spiritual. I still think it's it's uh, it's difficult maybe for me to to come across to them like, well, did you go to church or how are you relating that to your life or how are you you know how's your prayer life? You know that that's mm-hmm. not something that is real comfortable for me. I guess. So for you, it's more organic. It's just really natural. I mean, is, is there any sense of surprise in you at all that you've turned out to be a faithful Catholic? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. When you, yeah, I think to anybody that looks back at their life and thinks about the choices or how they came to be where they're at and, and realizes that they're, they're still in good standing or whatever, I think with the church that, that yeah, it is a surprise that I'm still moving forward. <laughs> I mean, it is a testament to grace, isn't it? Because, I mean, you and Isaac, you really did have choices along the way where you could have chosen to go against faith. And somehow, I mean, it's been beautiful to see you guys always pop up in faith, always pop up in faith, you know, and, and I don't know why or what, but there you are. And it, it, it is, again, it's a beautiful testament to, to just to know you guys and to witness, you know, the beauty of your family. Excellent. Well, Christina, we are uh, grateful that you've joined us. Uh, are you still with us? I, I am, yeah. Okay, very good. I thought that we may have lost the connection there for a moment. I just have a little, uh, we're going to have to, you know, wrap the conversation up here in just a moment. I have a little off-the-wall question. When you have a, a child such as your daughter with a birthday on Christmas Eve, did she complain that she was getting the short end of the stick when it came to presents? I always wonder about people who have a, a Christmas time birthday and, and how that works out. Um, no, we've never <laughs> we've never combined the two um so we do her birthday for like lunchtime on christmas eve and we have her gifts and her birthday party and all of that 
And then usually afternoon is when we go to Mass and do Christmas Eve, um, all of that part. So we try to keep it separate. <laughs> that sounds like a very good uh, solution or a compromise to work things out there. Well, Christina, thank you so much for taking time to be with us. Uh, know that our prayers are with you during the uh, remaining weeks here of your pregnancy and for all of uh, the, the members of your bustling household. Thank you. Thank you very much. So let's uh, turn things over to Command Central to get a preview of our next show. Thank you, Father. So on the next Real Presence Live, that is Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosts Father Anthony Craig and Deacon Dan Goshi will be coming to you live from St. Joseph's Church in Crosby. Christmas is less than a week away. We'll discuss ways you and your family can focus on the coming of Christ this year. And Teresa Kenny will be on to share how Stella Maris Academy is spreading kindness. Then, what does a deacon do? Deacon John Weiske from the Diocese of Duluth will be on to talk about this. All that and much more will be coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That's on Friday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. All right. Thank you very much. And we invite all of our listeners to tune in for that program uh, originating from the Diocese of Duluth. So, Father, as I was uh, thinking about the show uh, coming up here. And the and candy that you were Yes, yes. I was a little bit distracted by that. But we just have a few days to go before the celebration of Christmas. I was thinking about particular memories of, of Christmas as a priest. And one thing that... I don't know if I want to say melancholy, but one thing that came to mind is, you know, there is a, a there was one parish in particular that uh, put a lot of effort into the children's Christmas program that they would do. Um, that they had a storeroom with several different kinds of costumes and things like that. Um, that, uh, you know, if there was a, a newborn in the summer or the fall that they wanted that baby in the program so that the, you know, the child playing uh, the Blessed Mother would be holding a real live baby and things like that, you you know, and then I always think about, uh, you know, the little girls dressed up as angels and uh, the uh, rambunctious kindergarten, first grade age boys with all of their energy were in the cow and sheep outfits. And it, it just stole the show as they would be crawling and, you know, mooing and baying, you know, coming up in the, the aisle and, and joining the scene like that. And, you know, so many churches are not going to have that this year. So I guess I'm thinking to myself, I really hope that people kind of take it upon themselves uh, next year, let's say, to, you know, put their best foot forward and to resume that as something, you know, because I'll have to admit some of those years I was thinking to myself, you know, this is kind of a lot of effort and it's taking time from other sorts of things, but I find myself being so grateful for it. You, you made me think of in fourth grade, we, we had to read this book. Called, I think it was called The Worst Christmas Pageant Ever. I don't know if you've ever read that book, <laughs> but it's, it's a tremendously funny book. And I think there's even okay. a movie about it or whatever. Uh -huh. where it, it goes through this and the kind of a conversion of people mm -hmm. through trying to put on this Christmas pageant, but but you're right, yeah. you're right. It's everything's different this year, isn't it? Right. Yep. So do what you can, folks, to keep up those traditions, and uh, we look forward to seeing more and more people rejoining our parishes as they are able to do so. Thank you for joining us today. We ask blessings upon you and your families in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. Thanks again for joining us here on Real Presence Live. And until next time, on behalf of Father Leffer, Father James Gross, wishing you uh, blessings on your day and on these days to come as we celebrate the birth of our Lord at Christmas. Take care and God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 
Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.